When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome here to another edition of Off Court. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett with Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans, as you heard Brought to you by our proud sponsor, Tanner's Bar and Grill, along with Tavern 180. We just had Cassie guys from Tanner's up here before the show. Uh, man, she she came through. I mean, she brought the wings, the lips, the sandwiches, the salads, the, the onion rings. I mean, what did you dig into, Bryce? Uh, lemon pepper wings. <laughs> lemon pepper. Yeah, and I told her ease back on the spice because I think I think first they came up first time. We had a little bit more spice than yeah. a few of us wanted to have, and then they they brought it today. All right, they did. There was a Nashville hot chicken flavor. Did you get into that one yet? No, nah, not yet. Not <laughs> oh, it's yet. not a flavor. It's a sauce. It's a, uh, they put it on the side. So in case you want to spice things up. Gotcha. Definitely <laughs> going to try it after the show. For sure. <laughs> yeah, after the show. You got to take it easy on sure. your stuff. What, what did you try, Trey? What did you um, have? I tried the lemon pepper as well, um, especially growing up down south. Mm-hmm. That's the go-to for sure. Staple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, are you more of like a sweet, flavorful sauce guy versus a spice? Uh, like growing up, it was more like. Bar, like it was just straight teriyaki wings, um, yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, I dad like favorite lemon pepper, so we we kind of got used to that taste. <laughs> I'm a fan of the this their char buff wings. I mean, mm-hmm. just the regular mild, not hot, just like a mild, and they grill them up and kind of char them up, and you, you just can't beat those wings. Yeah, they, they got the Blaired favorite flavor too, which is a local specialty. If you're if you're into that sort of thing, it's got a little kick to it. So be prepared. And they did bring a Reuben by, which is a really good sandwich there. Uh, onion rings, which are homemade, handmade. They're not the ones out of a frozen bag. They make them in there fresh. So uh, I know Bryce tried a couple rings before we started the show. And I mean, they're legit rings. So thank you to Cassie and Tanner's. Um, we're really grateful for your sponsorship here of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. But this is what we call opening headlines. And we're going to hit on a number of different things. Robin, what do you have to lead us off on with opening headlines? Well, the big news of the week is you guys got a new teammate on campus with Oleg Koyanitz, the freshman uh, from Latvia, I believe. Lithuania. I think it's Lithuania. Yeah, Lithuania. So seven-footer, freshman. Uh, I know he's just got here, uh, but early impressions on the newest arrival on campus. Uh, I was very impressed with him. Uh, Very skilled. Uh, you know, seven-footer, uh, block shots, uh, can get on that rim, uh, nice-looking jump shot. Um, so, you know, as as he progresses, uh, he'll be a real good player for us down there. What do you think, Trey? Um, really the same thing Bryce said, um, super skilled. Um, he kind of surprised me. He had a little mid-range um, <laughs> on a pop. Um, I think yesterday, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, but really, um, like as he get, works with Coach Kurt, um, I feel like he'll definitely take off and possibly help us this year. When when a guy arrives, I mean, you guys have been together for at least a month. Some of you even longer. When when he's a little bit later of an arrival here, uh, what, what's your your process of integrating him not only on the court but 
in the locker room? I mean, do you kind of like take them under your wing and introduce them to guys, or how does that go? Um, I mean, I felt like it was pretty easy to kind of um, gel with the team. Um, everybody was super welcoming, um, especially like all new guys. It's not like we already had a team and then we got a new guy here and there, so it's like separation. Um, everybody likes trying to find each other because – I mean, this team, like, we're, we're big on, like, family. That's the big thing coaches has been, have been preaching, um, as well as guys in the locker room, like D-Wall, Kobe, um, or whatnot, just including everybody. And then, I mean, his name, Oleg. So, like, we kind of <laughs> yeah. we kind of joke, joke a little bit um, or whatever, do a little chant, and then he, he laughs. So, um, I think Oleg is definitely um, going to be a good fit here. Sure. So, I guess keeping with the theme of team chemistry, building i think one of the themes of this off season is all the different stuff you guys are doing together as a group i mean everything from kickboxing classes or it was boxing or kickboxing uh just it was both to be honest yeah it was boxing okay and then to top golf to mm-hmm. bowling to uh you know the, the spinning class that you guys did i mean right. uh, i guess maybe just sum up what those activities and, and outings have meant not only just for you know the, the team bonding but uh, I'm sure you guys are getting some some competitiveness going on I mean when, right. when you're golfing and you're working out next to each other I'm sure that just kind of uh, fires everybody up a little bit yeah uh, as a team you know just being able to uh, step away from basketball mm-hmm. and you know do a different activity like cycling where you know we all in sync uh, with you know the, I would say routines that we're doing and, you know, top golf. Some people not being able to golf. <laughs> and you got Sam Hoiberg. Over yeah, there. I mean, what a ringer right there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's fun, you know, just being able to, you know, enjoy uh, life, you know, uh, outside of basketball. And, you know, it, it's still competitive, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, still bringing energy. Like when we do boxing, everybody brings energy. Um, you know, we all getting the sweat in at the same time. So, um, yeah, we really enjoy it. Well, obviously, Sam was the best golfer. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. You live on a golf course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but who's the worst? Uh, who had the worst golf swing? I don't know. Ed was out there missing. <laughs> yeah, <Ed>. Missed <laughs> the ball entirely. Yeah. Well, he's got a long way to go. I mean, that's six foot eleven. Yeah. That's a long way to swing a club. Yeah, so we'll we'll give him a pass. Yeah, on. Had you ever been to Top Golf before, guys? Yeah, yeah, we have for sure. Is that something down in where you guys – they had one down where you guys lived too? We got a couple um, back home. So it's like somewhere you just go with your friends, um, eat, you know, hang out, just enjoy each other. So who whose idea are these activities? I mean, is this from the coaching staff or, you know, the, the new strength and conditioning coach, Kurt Thomas? Is this something that he's kind of orchestrating? Um, like the top golf and stuff <clears> like that, that's like kind of coaching staff. But, I mean, the cycling and – Boxing. Um, boxing, boxing. That, that's more Coach Kurt. Okay. Um, he kind of when he when he got here, um, he had a meeting with us, say like Fridays. Um, he's it's gonna be like stuff away from the gym, kind of where we can just take a deep breath, kind of get away. Um, and then he's big on like mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna have him on the show. Um, like he he believes if your um, mind's right, your soul's right, um, everything else is just gonna fall in line with that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've been doing stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've personally um, seen um, the results. Um, I'm sure Bryce can speak for herself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it seems like everybody's made pretty significant gains. We've talked with Eduardo Andre. He's already put on like 20 pounds. Yeah, I put on eight since in a month and a half or so. That's crazy. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Trey, Kurt Joseph, the new strength and conditioning coach, is going to be in studio uh, as a guest on the show. Uh, I guess – 
Trey, I want to talk to you just about comparing the strength program last year. I know they had a lot of success over the years. I mean, he, he's lasted over, I think, three coaching staffs for a reason, Coach Coach Wilson. But compare that strategy to strength and conditioning to what Coach Kurt is doing. I mean, obviously he's doing some unique things with the outings and stuff like that. But what are some of the main differences between what you guys were doing a year ago? I mean, obviously the COVID stuff kind of throws a wrinkle on that. But just, just overall, what you guys did last year compared to this year, what are some of the main differences? The biggest thing, honestly, of course, Coach Kurt's a lot younger. Um, so it's um, kind of easier. Um, like on a personal level um, as well. And I feel like personal level, um, just getting to really like know each other. Um, that, that actually goes um, far away, um, especially, I mean, he's super hands-on. Um, Coach Wilson, he kind of did more, like more weights, mm-hmm. uh, more than anything. Coach Kurt, um, it's more like core movement um, type things um, like that, so yeah. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, and, and you guys heard we have a full show on tap uh, in our next segment. Uh, we've got one of the best basketball trainers in, really in the Midwest. Thomas Vilichenko works out a number of pro and Division One athletes. Um, he's going to uh, join us here in studio. And then Kurt Joseph as well will be joining us in the studio, and we'll take questions in the mailbag, uh, which has always become a very popular segment. So lots to get into here as we make our way through off-court. You're listening here to Off-Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to the program. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey Bryce McGowans, a segment of Off Court brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers on 56th and Pine Lake. They are the official outfitters of Off Court as they're going to dress Trey and Bryce this year and, and get them ready to go for this 2021-2022 season. So get into Gary Michaels. He's got a new location right on 56 in Pine Lake. Um, it is the premier clothing store. You can get custom shirts made at a very reasonable price. They've got a great custom shirt program there where they'll literally measure you out head to toe, and they will find a shirt that could even fit our next guest, um, <laughs> Thomas Filichenko. Did I, did, I, did I do it? Vilianco. I did it again. I did it. Everyone just looked at me. Uh, Thomas Vilianco. Uh, uh, Trey and Bryce can give me a hard time here now, too, but he's become the guy in town uh, for training players, and you, you've done it for a couple of coaching staffs, right, Thomas? I mean, you, you've been so, around for how, how many years have you been around Lincoln now for? Officially about four and a half, five years. Yeah. Yeah, so I've gotten to know Thomas pretty well over the last few years. Um, he's worked a lot with Nebraska basketball players, Isaiah Roby, Jordy Schmanga, Jess Shepard, and is currently working out with a couple current guys, including the, the two guys sitting here with us. So uh, I guess, you know, maybe, Thomas, you can talk about just uh, your, your, your situation that you got set up here in Lincoln and then also how you got to know Trey and Bryce and started working with them a little bit. Well, guys, thanks for having me on, uh, Sean and, and Robin. This is awesome just to be around you guys and, and be uh, here with Trey and Bryce. Um, where do I start real quick? 
my, my story is an interesting one. Long story short, from Alabama. I uh, was born in Washington, D.C., was a top 100 player at a high school in the early 2000s. Uh, then I played Division One basketball and then professional basketball for about nine years. And from that, uh, came out to Nebraska, of all places, after my first pro season in Italy and had an internship here. Got a business finance degree, so uh, through some connections and some good buddies, they're like, hey, come out for the summer and train and just hang out. I was like, well... If you could give me an internship. So I got an internship with a former Husker player uh, named Dave Fiala, who has a brokerage firm. And I was at Laszlo's of all places, right uh, downtown Lincoln, 2007 summer. And I'm eating a salad, drinking a water, reading the paper because I'm old school that way. <laughs> and these four women come in the restaurant having a good time. And one of them comes up to me and says, hey, do you want to arm wrestle me? <laughs> and I'm like, is this a joke? And I was like, no, let's, let's arm wrestle. I'm like, I don't do that. So then she's like, will you train my kids? I'm like, in what? Basketball. I'm like, oh, I don't do that. She's like, well, you must play basketball. And then long story short, she gives me her card and lived out East Lincoln where Firethorn, past Firethorn now. And I went out there and it was two, two little boys, a, a white kid and a black kid. And uh, she kind of has been helping both, you know, raise, raise one of the kids. And one of them ended up being Tristan Simpson, who played at Lincoln North oh, Star yeah. here and uh, got, helped him get recruited and all that kind of stuff. So I helped those two kids one summer, and then every summer I would come back here for about a month and a half, two months. And then from there, it's two kids one summer, and now it's you know, 400, 500 kids from, like you said, Isaiah Roby and NBA players to Trey and Bryce to a lot of, a lot of things. So it's been, it's been pretty cool to see uh, an Alabama kid come to Nebraska and kind of change the landscape for, for training and, and, and such. Well, um, as you said, you know, you work with a lot of kids and players, you know, around the state of Nebraska, and, you know, and help them grow and develop not a, not just as a basketball player, but, you know, on, you know, off the court as well. So what gives you the motivation to get up every day and, you know, really teach them and work with them? That's uh, honestly, it's one of the, the main reasons why I do V hoops. Uh, I, I was doing brokerage stuff, like I said. And I realized I didn't want to sit at a cubicle and watch the markets all day. Like, there's more to life. And just all my experiences from playing against the best in the world and traveling all over the world to impact young men. And that's, that's how, obviously, with, with Bryce and Trey, like, our talks, it's not just basketball. It's life. It's the stuff that's going to matter for the next 40, 50 years. Um, I, I, I was a shooter. I know how to shoot. These guys know. <laughs> I, I still can shoot the three really well. Um, so I can teach them all that stuff, and they listen, and they know I'm being truthful. But at the same time, the off-the-court stuff, you know, how do you spend your money? How do you invest your money? That kind of stuff, and that's, that's even more important. So, yeah, that's, that's what motivates me, just to keep changing lives and helping kids. And that's, I don't know, it gives you goosebumps, and it gives you a feeling that no paycheck I've ever gotten mm-hmm. in, in my life gave me. So. Um, I mean, kind of spoke on piggyback off what you were talking about. Um, I mean, I'm a big believer in energy, um, and I feel like um, that's that's part of the reason why you why you're here um, today. Um, just being a genuine, um, positive person, just off our personal experiences, just being around you, um, nothing but um, like genuine love. So, would you say that's a big reason um, why why you are where you are today? I'd like to think. So. I think so. My parents raised me right. I'm from Alabama, just like these guys are from the South, too. I don't know. I'm just a yes sir, no sir kind of guy and always try to do the right thing, even though nobody's perfect. And, you know, that's 
kind of how that's how I met well obviously Trey but then Bryce I mean Trey you remember you're like hey my brother's in town he can't do anything up at the complex can you train him I'm like cool let's do it and you know the the, the first time I meet Bryce I mean it'll be a story I, I have a feeling we'll be telling for the next 20 30 years but I was like <laughs> I was like Bryce I know you're a five star I know you're top 20 in the country I don't care I was like let's get better how can you get better and like right away I show him some stuff with his stuff with his shot and he's like, yeah, no one's really ever said that to me. I say, like, well, let's work on this. And then he does. And then he goes to the Iverson Classic, and he's one of the best shooters there. And I could see his footwork's gotten better. And I'm like, dude, you're actually listening to me. He's like, yeah, of course I was. So, like, stuff like that, you know, like, I want them to succeed. I want them to chase their dreams like, just like I continue to chase my dreams. So, And, you know, uh, people might not know that you played, you know, overseas. You know, you've been bas- around basketball your whole life. Um, so just continue to tell us about your basketball journey. Wow, um, it, it's pretty wild, the, the whole mental side of stuff. I know you're having the, the strength coach come on uh, today as well, the, the new coach. The mental side for me has always been uh, been huge for me. In my first year, I had major back surgery, and I was told I'd like have a 10%, 15% chance to ever play again. Mm. And it took me about six months of rehab and you know just fighting the demons of like, all right, I could just give up. And... Yeah, from that, I played eight more years. And the, the mental side of stuff is just, like I said, with these guys, that's what we talk about all the time. But it's taken me on journeys I never thought. Like, I, you know, playing in front of Italian fans. I'm Villianco. I'm Italian. I have Italian heritage. You know, I had a, a guy that knew my grandfather come to oh, one of my wow. games, some old guy, like 89 years old, sitting in a corner, like, staring at me like he was like a mafia <laughs> boss. And I'm like, uh, who's this guy? And one of the assistants was like, he says he knows your, your grandpa. I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, kind of gave me like a hug. And I was like, this is, I, are you kidding me? I'm wow. meeting somebody that knew my grandpa from back in the 40s. That's so stuff like that. And then, like you said, playing against the best of the best uh, over all my time. And, you know, just always pushing myself and, and working hard. And I don't know, stories for days. I, I mean, some that we probably couldn't tell on here. <laughs> but it's, you know, from, from hanging out with PSG soccer players and all that to, you know, whatever it may be, living on the beach and, and so forth. I just want to make sure we get this in. You got a big camp coming up here with uh, the Isaiah Roby Bilianco Hoops Camp, yes. July thirty first, August first. Uh, give us a rundown of that, how that got started, and and you know Isaiah, obviously he's he's got a lot of things going on right now. But what made him want to come back and to come back to Lincoln and do something like this for for the community? Ever since I met Isaiah, uh, we've always talked about doing something like this, having a camp that could be for the next 20, 30 years. And we've become super close uh, off the court, just like I am with these guys. And uh, yeah, it just kind of came about. Last year, we couldn't do it because of COVID. And this year, we, he made time and I made time. And obviously, Bryce and, and Trey are going to swing by and help out a lot of the Husker guys and so forth. And no, man, it's going to be at Speedway Complex, Saturday, Sunday, 10 to 12, 1230 to 2.30. Um, VillianocaHoops at gmail.com if you want to still sign up. So it'll be a lot of fun. As we wrap it up here with Thomas, um, if anyone wants to work out with you, are there opportunities besides the camp, like if, if new clients, new customers? I mean, how does your operation work if anybody wants a chance to, to maybe schedule a workout with you? Um, yeah, Sean, it's it's gotten so busy where I have, it's it's hard to get in sometimes, but VillianocaHoops.com uh, is my website. You can go through there to, to sign up, and, and that's kind of how you can reach me through via email. You got one more question there? Um, I'm going to just say something. I know Bryce could um, definitely agree or kind of, um, yeah, definitely agree with what I'm going to say. But, um, I mean, T, 
he was one of the first guys when we first got the Lincoln to kind of um, introduce us, kind of show us around, kind of welcome us, honestly. Um, and I mean, me and Bryce, um, we'll never forget that. Um, to the day we die, so we're um, forever grateful and appreciative for that. Definitely. Appreciate you. No, like, I, I know we got to get going, but I've told these guys it's, you know, I see, you know, two, five, ten years down the road, and that's what I look forward to. These days are going to be fun, but they're going to be even better days coming, and that's what, what really makes it awesome. Well, Thomas, let's get you up here again um, sometime here, maybe when, when the season gets rolling, because obviously you'll have some good analysis of what you see on the court. Cause you, love you're, to. You're going to make a lot of games yourself, I'm guessing, this year. I, sure. I have to change my whole schedule. I have to be, I'm going to be at every one. <laughs> you're going to Atlanta, you told us off air. I'm already flying back to Atlanta for that, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably be at majority of the games, for, no doubt. Well, thank you, Thomas, uh, for coming in. When we come back on the show Uh, We're going to be joined by Nebraska's strength coach, Kurt Joseph. He's going to join us in studio next. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans. Brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. And welcome back here to Off Court. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Bryce and Trey McGowans. The segment of the program Brought to you by our good friend Kendall and A1 Automotive. Uh, Bryce had some car problems actually not that long ago and had to stop in there, and Kendall took good care of Bryce, got his car fixed for him, and uh, located right here in downtown Lincoln. If you want good, local, honest mechanics, check out A1 Automotive. Tell them off-court Trey and Bryce sent you on in uh, to get all of your car services done. But, guys, we've got a really special guest here in studio now. Um, Coach Kurt Joseph, the strength coach here for Nebraska basketball, originally from New York, joining us here on the program. Coach Joseph, it is a pleasure to have you in studio here to join us on Off Court. Oh, man, thank you. I really appreciate this. Well, Coach, obviously uh, you've got a a big undertaking this offseason with uh, a group of some established veterans like Mm -hmm. Trey and then a whole crop of newcomers, like eight new faces to the roster with guys like Bryce. I, we were talking about this in the opening segment about some of the unique ways you trying to get these guys to gel together, you know, both in terms of getting their conditioning and strength up to where they be, but also the bonding, you know, with the kickboxing classes, mm-hmm. with the spinning classes. Mm-hmm. How much, where did that idea come from to do things like that and kind of think outside the box as opposed to just working out in the gym and in the weight room to, to do creative things like this to both get guys into shape, but also get them to come together uh, chemistry-wise? Well, that's a really good question. Out the gate, good question, too. <laughs> um, well, to keep it simple, you know, I have a, a very, very simple philosophy, and it's developing them holistically, right? So I look at the psychological threshold of an athlete. I look at how they move or their biomechanics. And then I look at their bioenergetics. But then from a basketball side, it's marrying – the coach's philosophy, what they need to do on the court, who they are, their past injury, um, and then I take all of these acute variables and then it becomes like this big gumbo, if you will, right? Um, So 
it's very, very easy as a strength coach to just put somebody in a weight room and get them stronger. They just lift weights progressively and just overload their body. But what I tend to see in the highest level, spending seven years in the NBA with the Timberwolves, the Knicks, the Nets, um, and working with specific players over the time is their mind. Their mind has to be as strong, if not stronger, than their body. Um, spiritually, they have to be strong and resilient, meaning when guys peak toward February and then start to drop off in March, we want to be peaking toward March and April. That way we can, we can win tournament games and evidently a championship mm-hmm. um, because that's what we're here for. If you're going to come to a Power Five, that's what you're really here for. But we all neglect the most significant part of the program, all the variables that are listed, and that's rest, mental rest. People look at it as like, well, you're not on your grind. There's this, there's this vernacular that's pushed subconsciously programming these athletes and just everybody in general at the high level is that you got to constantly be working. The best teams, they bond, they talk, they're honest with each other, they hold each other accountable, and they know when they're being held accountable by other people, they know it's not from a point of malice. They know it's a point of love because it's like, yo, you got to hold your brothers accountable. If they're not closing out correctly and causing blowing defensive assignments, that's not holding each other accountable. In the weight room, keeping the weight room clean, working out, having energy when you work out, doing things that actually work for you. So I individualize everybody's programs um, and I make modifications based upon each week or each microcycle of the program. And I try to keep it fun. Um, It's kind of a long-winded answer, but it's a lot to it. So I can't really just truncate it and make it like a two-minute answer. It's a very, very long answer of why I do specific things. But I got this idea within being an MBA and being traveling and being with them and finding ways to get your conditioning, but at the same time, working on specific things. So with boxing, it's hand speed, it's hand-eye coordination, it's, it's uh, mental toughness. With cycling, it's, it's unison and collaboration and communication. So if you combine those facets, players get to learn how to work together, but talking and using each other's energy to keep it up, even when they're tired, right? A lot of times in the fourth quarter, when you're exhausted, you're not be able to push, but and no, it's not directly on the court, but if you practice good habits off the court, it should translate to the court. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers your Absolutely. question. That was a really long answer, by that's the way. Great. So that's great. Uh, well, first off, I want to thank you for, you know, um, everything you've done uh, on and off the court, you know, being like the OG to, you, to all the, you know, the guys here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I really haven't – I've never had anybody be real hands-on and, you know, uh, help us, you know, you will push me to another level mm-hmm. uh, personally. But tell me about your journey, you know, coming up as a young guy to, you know, where you are now and what have you learned throughout the process? Oh, man, that's a, two questions out the gate. This is this is feeling like a biography <laughs> special on DET. <laughs> we bring it on off court. Yeah, you guys bring it off court. Hey, man, tell me about your mother and why she used to always say that to you. <laughs> out the gate, you know? All right, so look, all right, so let me see if I can stay on task. On task, like yeah, I hold you. Let me stay on task now. Um, that's a very, 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 very deep conversation for me because for me, and one of the facets I always stress to you is being open and honest with each other, right? Right being able to feel what you feel and just say what's on your mind because as men and women you want to be able to feel comfortable saying whatever it is because you know it's coming from a energy of like this is how i am this is what it is and that's that so me being born and raised in brooklyn new york 
I dealt with a lot of stuff. Um, I have three brothers. I have two older brothers, one younger brother. And I have parents. I have immigrant parents. They're from Grenada originally, the mm-hmm. West Indies. So they didn't really care if I played basketball or not. Yeah. They just wanted me to be a good person, number one. Fact. Right? And number two, be a good student. Right? Because you can always learn something. Mm-hmm. So with that, two ears, one mouth. Always listen. Right? You are what you think you are. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the second truth they taught me. Third and, and most important is humility is key. If I maintain my humility over a certain amount of time, it doesn't matter what it was. So I kind of have... Uh, humble beginnings, if you will. So 28th Street, you know, Coney Island, you know, my school that I went to, you know, my dad used to beat me out the room because <laughs> I'd be watching TV and be late because school was right across the street. Yeah. But he was, he was, you know, at the time I was mad at my parents, but it was like learning good habits. Right. Um, so after learning those good habits, I started playing ball and I got to LIU Brooklyn and I was a walk-on, yeah. right? And I, matter of fact, I was cut the first time around, transferred four times and came back. And then finally made the team, and then we won three straight championships. Yeah. So if I didn't have some of those good principles instilled in me from young, I probably would have been like, forget this. I'm not doing this. Like, forget it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's maintaining those good habits. Because we can all have good habits when we feel good. On Monday, we all feel good. Your jump, your jump numbers are higher on Monday. You're going to be you feel good. But it's that Thursday, Friday, that's, that's what shows me who you are. And that's why I stay on you guys about good habits, because that's the deal. Right. So learning those good habits and then taking that from playing to being an intern with the Nets when I was 22. And then after that, we all got let go. Even Avery Johnson, everybody got let go. After that, I was out the league and then I started working with Jordan Brand and I was a brand ambassador with with the Jordan Brand. Mm -hmm. And what that means is I'm sweeping and mopping the floor. I got my master's degree now. now. I'll tell you the truth. I got my master's degree now. Master's degree, multiple certifications, mopping and cleaning the floor. And chasing out rats because the rats in New York, it, it, that is not a myth. The rats are, they have houses and all that. They are as big as you imagine them to be. That's how big they are. Yeah. And from there, I end up meeting my mentor, Mubarak Malik. Um, and he was a director of performance for the Knicks, and I met him, and after three years, I finally got an opportunity with him, and then the rest was history. From there, went to Iowa, then Minnesota, and all that. But it's not just, it's not the job, it's, it's the principles that I got from my parents and everything that I had to learn along the way and all the adversity that I had growing up. All right. So. Um, so, I mean, since you've been here, it was the first month, I mean, we haven't done really the Dexter scan since, but mm-hmm. I mean, Gained twelve. Gained what was it? I gained twelve pounds in muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, lost seven pounds in body fat. Um, but I mean, what was just you were in the NBA, um, mm-hmm. like you said. What was the um, thing that kind of made you want to come down to the college level, um, rather than staying up there? Well, I mean, my first ever mentor, um, because I, I strongly believe in this game, and just to be successful in general, you need strong mentors, mentors that are willing to help you when they know you can't do anything for them. And not like mentor in the sense of like Mr. Miyagi or anything like that. I'm talking about like a mentor within the uh, your game, right? So you want to find someone in your position that you know will like help you, right? Just someone to just pull you along. For me, it was Richard James. He was my first ever mentor in strength and conditioning and in, in, in everything. 
Um, but then, you know, I have a couple mentors within the league, Arnie Kander, Mubarak Malik, a.k.a. known as Bar. Um, my best ever mentor, obviously, is my dad, but that's, like, really, really getting into it. Yeah. But what made me want to go back to college is seeing how my first ever mentor helped me go from, you know, damaged goods to not only building my body but building my mind up. And him helping me see that, um, it really, really in inspired me to want to do the same thing at college as well as coming back to get my Ph.D. Because I finished my master's 2012 and I just was in the, within the league for some time and I wanted to come back and finish my Ph.D. but also help develop young minds because, you know, Everybody wants to be as relevant as they can, but you know, newsflash, you're not gonna be relevant your whole career. Yeah. So while you're here, you gotta do what you need to do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's kinda, that's kinda why. Was, was that kinda the main reason why you um, chose to get into strength conditioning from the jump? Yeah, I, it, 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 um, it, it was helping people. Um, there's, there's a question that I kinda like live by. It's like, how may I serve? And it's an altruistic question, and sometimes your ego plays tricks on you and makes you think things are about you, right? But, the, but servitude is the number one way how you can help pay forward what you learned or when you were struggling to the next person. And I chose coaching. It could be teaching. You could be a janitor and serve. You could be a president and serve. There is no – servitude is, 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 is uh, permeable. It permeates every form. Like you guys are serving right now, right, with the type of show that you have, which I'm very, very proud of because when I was your age, I wasn't even thinking about having a podcast. I was just thinking about when was my next bacon, egg, and cheese? When was my next, you know, like I'm, not, I'm thinking about such trivial things because I didn't have anybody to make me think about this. When I played, we didn't have this type of stuff. We were just, you know, I was, well, I was in construction. I was painting the wall and plastering and all that type of stuff. This is, I wish I had a podcast. I'm very proud of y'all just from being, an older black man watching, looking at y'all, right, seeing what y'all doing. It's just, this is like phenomenal. And I'm definitely going to make fun of you a lot tomorrow um, <laughs> during session. So don't think you're going to get away from the roast session. All right. You're not getting away. All right. But, but in general, um, primarily, how, how, how can I be the best servant? Um, how can I be my highest self through serving other people? And I've been told that I'm really, really good at coaching, but also making a person feel like I'm right there with them and they're the only person in the room. I can, I can help captivate people and be like, hey, I care and this is why and this is why you should do this to help you get to where you want to go. So I, I kind of spoke on that um, earlier, actually, um, before you were on the show. Um, they kind of asked a question about you, um, the difference between um, the last year coaching you and mm -hmm. um, why we feel like we've grown like so much um, with you just because we got to really like understand each other on a personal level. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns as we're talking with Nebraska strength coach Kurt Joseph. This segment of the show now brought to you by Lazari's Pizza on 48th and Old Cheney. Thank you, Lazari's, for being a proud sponsor here. It is uh, New York style pizza. We got a New York guest here. It is. It's legit New York hey, style pizza. You can't say that. No, to it, a New Yorker and not mean it. Matt Abdomasi says the, it's the best pizza in town. For so real, that's my, a New Yorker. Yeah, it's a New York too. <laughs> it's got the Abdomasi yeah. blessing. Okay, okay 48th okay. and Old Cheney. Go in there. You got a, a couple really good guys and Seth. 
um, and, and um, Greg. Greg List, former Husker tight end that run that place. But cool. uh, we'll continue our conversation here with Coach Joseph. What do you have, Robin? I got one for you, Coach. Obviously, your profession, if you look at recent years, there's been a lot of negative headlines out there with mm-hmm. coaches not being able to relate with the changing landscape of, of athletes mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. the, the different issues that are involved now with relating to the today's athletes. And yeah. I, I know that talking with some of the guys about you and just the impact you've made so far to a man, they all say that you connect with them and you can relate to them. And mm-hmm. you, it's, it's beyond just coach player. There, mm-hmm. There's a personal relationship there. I just wanted to get your just philosophies on connecting with, kids today and, mm. and all the things that go along with that because i know your job your profession is a lot different than it was 10 15 years ago and how yeah. you have to interact with players is yeah. a lot different and just different things you have to navigate yeah. what's your approach to that and i guess how do you kind of have you evolved your style to adapt with the modern athlete oh wow these are all first of all these are all phenomenal questions by the way like this <laughs> and i know i keep joking like that but and I'm not saying I didn't expect this, but I'm happy that these questions are very, very, they're like deep, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so most coaches 10 to 15 years ago, we were known, especially strength and conditioning coaches, we were known as weight room guys, right? right? Like bigger, faster, stronger, bigger, faster, stronger. Just that mantra of like pushing people. It doesn't matter how they feel. You don't care. And if, and if, if they don't feel up to par, then they're soft, and you know there's that whole, that whole jargon. My main philosophy is you have to have an, a middle way, right? So you have ebb and you have flow. Ebb is when energy is not moving, and flow is when things are like you're kind of like flowing. Have you guys ever been on the court and you feel like you make a move and you don't even remember how you did it, but then you at the rim and yeah. you finish it, and it's just like every it just feels like. You're watching your body move. Right. That's how I want y'all to experience the weight room and conditioning because it is very possible. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I have to get out of the way and I have to show you that you already had this within yourself. But to strip back another layer, you have to trust me. And then to strip back that layer, I have to talk to you. And to strip back that layer, I have to listen to you. Right? You have two ears and one mouth. Like when my father said what I said earlier, it's not about you. Coaches make it about them when they don't listen to their intuition and they just follow what they think they should do as opposed to what they spiritually know is correct in the situation. So, for example, right, Monday, Tuesday is a hard workout. Now, 15 years ago, a coach would be like, well, they're going to come in Wednesday and work hard. Da, da, da. Wednesday, I'm like, yo, how are you feeling? Oh, oh, is that who you're talking to? Okay, cool. And you have to actually care about what you ask them. There's a, there's a lot of people that's fake nice. Mm-hmm. And people, they know what's real and what's not real. Like, you walk around the weight room, I could be like, yo, what up, Bryce? You my dog, da da da. And I'm fake nice. You're gonna be like, this coach is a joke, mm-hmm. right? And the new kids, the difference between the new kids and the old kids is the fact that their vibrations are higher. They're learning and more exposed to information earlier. So they know what's real and what's not earlier, mm-hmm. right? Back then, when we heard about someone who was really, really good, or if someone was like the next one, it was newspaper clipping, or it was like a whisper, kind of like just people whispering, like, yo, this is the next guy. They have a, a world of information set to them. 
So instead of trying to like block that and lie to them, just tell them the truth. But you actually have to care about the people you train. You can't just walk in there and just give them. I can't give Trey the same program that Bryce is doing. That's showing I do not care. I can't talk at them and then not listen to them when they talk back to me. That's showing I do not care. The secret sauce is you have to care. And I don't know why that's such a hard thing to <laughs> grasp. And people make it harder and be like, well, he's just an 18-year-old kid. Like, no, he's a smart young man. And 95% of the league is black. So guess what? He's probably smarter than you. And he's probably more resilient than you. And he's probably had to do way more than you to get to where he is. I, I don't, I'm not the one to fake care. That's it. And I just think it's that simple. Well, Coach, we really, this has been great. Um, I can't tell you how grateful all of us are that you came up and spent some time with us. And you're, I know, a guy that is behind the scenes, but I think a lot of fans are going to get something out of this interview and say, like, wow. I mean, they've got somebody special working these guys every day over at the basketball program. So we appreciate it. I've got one more for him here. I I wanted to ask him, going back to your NBA days, I know you worked with a lot of, I mean, the best of the best in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. What players or player stands out to you as one of the hardest workers? I mean, when we talk, obviously not to talent on the court, but people that put the work in to take themselves to that next level. And what characteristics did he or they have that made them different from everybody else? Wow, that's another excellent question. I would say, because I judge, so let me put this into context first, right? Because people think hard work is more like a lot of volume, a lot of like high reps, a lot of just reps, reps, reps. And to a certain degree, some players need that. But the hardest workers, to me, the best players that I've worked with were the smartest and most efficient workers. And so you, so you combine, you marry the two schools of thought, right? Some days you grunt and some days you have to think before you grunt. Um, Derek Rose was tapped into every single thing that you did. And he was also one of the nicest people, right? You're talking about a holistic athlete, but just a person. That is like my go-to model because not only does he listen to you, he pays attention to detail in what you say. He's very, very meticulous. He's very, I can't stress how meticulous he is on his recovery, his routines before the game, his routines before practice. He thinks like a coach. Okay, I just played this amount of minutes. I just did this amount. This is the type of lift I should do. And we would sit down and talk about it. Right. And then then there's ways that I would and they could attest to this. I like kind of trick you into doing something that you don't want to do. But then you end up doing it and actually doing it like great in a way like, yo, I didn't even know I had that energy to do that. And I'm like, and I just look at you like, see that type of thing. So it, it's him. Carl Anthony Towns is, is I'm a really, really like close friend with him. I mean, he's really like a little brother to me. And um, he's been through a lot um, with his mom passing from COVID and. Um, seven family members of his passing from COVID and just just seeing, you know, you have a 23-year-old kid who's a millionaire and, and he is the, you know, he's a matriarch of the family who passes away and now he, everybody's looking to him to, to lead. And you can't ask a 23, 24, 25, 26, 27-year-old kid to do that. He comes in every morning, seven, works hard, lifts for an hour, works out on court for an hour. This is two hours before practice starts now. Then practice starts. Practices two hours, and then he's recovering for three or four hours, right? I remember there was times after the games, we'll fly in. It'll be 2, 3 in the morning, and I'm on the plane talking to massage therapists to, to get her to work on the things they need to work on, and then we're scheduling the weight. So when I tell you it's a around-the-clock job, 
and all you got to do is play basketball, that's when you know people care or not or if they're just there for the lifestyle or not. Because it would be very, very easy for me, like I said in the past, to just make one program and just give it to everybody and then go home at one <laughs> and then Netflix at two and then, you know what I'm saying, call a girl at three. You know, it's very simple. You know what I mean? Like, that would be so easy. They'd be like, I mean, he's living a life. Like, yo, like, yo, what's coach doing? Yo, three to five, I'm on the phone with my girl. Don't call me. You know, or they say, hey, coach, my hip is, something's wrong with my hip. And then you, you drop everything, and then you do that. I've, athletes like that help it make it easier because they show up for you. And you don't got to beg them to work the right way. Um, th- there's a bunch other, man. Darren Williams was, was a worker, even though he got some bad pub at the end because of his synovitis in the ankle, and he just he went from destroying Chris Paul to not being the, the guy or whatever, and you know that, how that goes in the NBA. There's, there's so many more. Joakim Noah is insane. Um, you have to kick him out the gym. There's a bunch of other guys that aren't the big name guys that work hard. Like Oladipo is a big name guy that works really, really hard. But some big name guys don't work so hard, right? You think because he's a big name guy, he works hard. That's not always true, right? Um, and I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to name too many people. <laughs> but there's a bunch of guys that were in the league for a year or two that work really, really hard. They just didn't get the opportunity possible to play to stay on a roster. Well, Coach, thanks again. We really appreciate this. Uh, we want to hopefully maybe talk to you again sometime down the road. And um, looking forward, to, I know everyone in the state's looking forward to this season because uh, I think there's some special pieces on this team that you guys have to work with, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate oh, you. Thank you, man. man. No problem, man. See you tomorrow. Appreciate <laughs> See you tomorrow. Some in the AM. In the AM. All right. Make sure you recover tonight. I'm not trying to hear that. Oh, Coach, my back, my leg, my knee. I'm not trying to hear none of that. Okay. Come in tomorrow, ready to work, and don't play no games, Bryce. No thanks. Okay. We will close things up with the mailbag. You're listening here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. All right. You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln. Welcome back here. Final segment of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey, Bryce McGowan's a segment of the show brought to you by um, Slim Chicken, two locations in Lincoln, one there on 14th and Pine Lake right across from Costco, then another one on 84th um, right there off Old Cheney across from Lincoln Christian High School. Outstanding um, place that came up here last week. Bill Hooks and the ownership joined us uh, in studio, uh, brought up some chicken. Uh, the boys found out they offer waffles, and you guys went in there, right? Um, you guys picked up and had some waffles at Slim Chickens? Yeah, we yeah. went in there. I think they, Kobe and Wednesday. Bryce, they had, to, they, had, they had to go home for something. So um, me and Lat went in there. We picked up for everybody. <laughs> uh, basically, we um, put in a big old order, and then, I mean, Everybody was satisfied. Yeah, it was, it was um, yeah. How were the ro- how were the waffles? Fire pressure, and it was um, because <laughs> like after our show, we picked we ended up picking up another one of um Lad's cousins, so it was his first time having it. Nice. <laughs> so he he killed it. For Spreading sure. the word. Like it. down south, chicken and waffle. Like Robin and I years ago, we went to Atlanta. What were we down in Atlanta? A oh, rivals convention, right? And we went to Aretha Franklin's or no? Uh, oh, Gladys Gladys Knights. Gladys Knights. Yes restaurant it's and really Gladys Knight's chicken and waffles and we had we went in there and had, I mean but that's like a common deal down there right growing up in the south I mean is chicken and waffles staples yeah especially when my um, our mom does it she'll do like chicken tenders throw them in the whether it be deep fryer mm-hmm. and then we'll do waffles 
stuff like that. See, I'd, I'd never even thought of that combination until we went down there, and so I had to get it just to try it, and it far surpassed expectations. This is the real deal. Like, I didn't think it was going to work, but it worked. All it right. definitely yeah. worked. We were supposed to go to um, Slim Chicken today. We'll probably go after the show. Yeah, I was playing <laughs> me, and Lat, me and Lat, we were like, we're going to make it every Wednesday thing because Wednesday, like, I had a little chill day. Yeah, I was going after well, let's get to the mailbag, Robin, um, as we wrap it up here tonight. Uh, lot, lots of questions. Where are you going to start Trey and Bryce off at? All right. This one, <laughs> it's about Coach Hoiberg, and they want to know if he was going to play one-on-one against every player on the team, who would beat him? Uh I can speak for myself. I would. I think I would get the dub. We're gonna run him off the line. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you attack Coach Hoiberg? What's his weakness defensively? You talking about now? Or yeah, right now, right now, right now. Yeah, we're just gonna run him off the line if he get the ball, and then we're just gonna attack. Yeah. But you know, I got respect for Coach Hoiberg. But no, you know, what I mean, he was a dog in his days for sure, no doubt. All right, so it says, before coming to Nebraska, what were you told of the state, and what did you think Nebraska was like? What was kind of the the preconception you had of the state? And, and on top of that, what has surprised you the most since living in Nebraska? Um, honestly, for me, mm, the hospitality has been great. Um, but really just, I don't know, I thought it would just be a bunch of nothing. <laughs> But Cornfields, yeah, a bunch of nothing. <laughs> but I mean, it's a lot, actually a lot of stuff to do here for sure. Um, I mean, I didn't get to take the visit, right? Um, of course. So really, just getting down here and then like every every weekend I'm down here. Really, I just I just learned something new just off um, talking or conversation, conver- um, Satan with um, when somebody just telling me about something to do down here. And I know you're really proactive about getting out and seeing stuff. Like yeah. you like going to zoos and I know yeah. last Christmas you're wanting to know where the good light shows were. I mean, yeah. so like you, you have really gone out of your way to experience all that Lincoln has to offer. No, for sure. Um, I mean, like coach, um, Kurt kind of talked about, um, I mean, at Pitt, I kind of went through, um, some mental stuff. Um, that's kind of how I got my waiver last year. Um, Many people might not know, so I mean, if, if something's happening, um, rather than I mean, I like being alone, so like, just like getting out, doing stuff, um, taking my dog to the dog park, yeah. like just just stuff like that, just to um, kind of decompress, get my mind right. All right, now this one is for for both of you guys. You can pick any NBA team right now to join. So you're going to join any N- NBA team tomorrow. Who do you pick and why? So you get to draft a team that you play for. Who are you picking? To be honest, I would love, you know, to be back, like, probably in the A in Atlanta or Charlotte just because it's close to home. You know, everybody would be there. But I would say the Lakers. <laughs> you, nah. can't, you can't go wrong with L.A. And you playing with Brown, you're yeah. going to win. I mean, more than win- winning, yeah, but, like, I mean, you, but you, you want to get- learn as well. Yeah, oh, like, for sure. I mean, Taylor, um, Horton Tucker, um, I play with him at the old – the depot camp mm-hmm. um a couple years back and i mean just to see um hit the progressions he's made um since that camp kind of that i think july was kind of when he like really really took off um and then just seeing the strides he's made since he's been in the league and just i mean a lot of that i mean you gotta probably um just i mean just watching how lebron works every day um just the progressions explaining stuff breaking down breaking down um film to him or whatnot mm-hmm. stuff like that 
Okay. All right. So uh, looking ahead to, to future recruiting, you know, a lot has been made of the, the class you guys were able to bring with, with Bryce's group. But, you know, they've already got a couple commits for, for 2022. Just how active are you guys as peer recruiters when it comes to future classes, like the 22, the 23 guys and beyond? Like when guys come on visits, do you like still hit them up like on social media or text them or, or whatever to, to kind of continue to sell Nebraska along with the coaches? Uh, I would say, yeah, I do a little bit, you know, um, just being able to, you know, inform, you know, kids because, you know, not everybody wants to hear it all the time coming from coaches. Um, so really just being able to, you know, show uh, your feelings, express your feelings and your love, you know, to the kid about, you know, the university, about the staff, about the people around here. Uh, really just being, I mean, them being able to hear it from a different voice. Uh, is major and you know they'll like they like it more sure all right so bryce another one for you this one's <laughs> this one's interesting so it says if you all right next year if you knew you would go top 20 but not for but not know where exactly in the draft so let's say you declare for the draft and you know you're going to get picked top 20 but you're not sure where or if you went back to school for another year and you were guaranteed a deep run in the NCAA tournament. What? I'm like Final Four. four. Why would? <laughs> why not get both? Like Final exactly. Four. We gonna, yeah. Why not get both? Like Trey said. I mean, if we, if gonna take care of everything. Yeah. So. When? Yeah. When is all of it? All yeah, right. So. But but in this hypothetical, if you had to choose between being a top twenty pick or making a Final Four run at Nebraska, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I gotta say, like what that's guaranteed guaranteed it top, yeah yeah i mean i'm with you i'm, yeah. I'm going i'm going not, to the league gonna risk no i'm going injuries. to the league and cheering on my former teammates exactly. i'll be sitting courtside yeah, watching he'll him. come back and watch for sure though yeah i love though no doubt all right so uh, uh <laughs> there's some questions about jaskers that i won't i won't put you guys to, to answer there uh <laughs> All right, here's one. So obviously the buzz of the week news-wise has been conference realignment with, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, maybe going to the SEC. I don't know if this necessarily is anything you guys are going to have to worry about, but just humor me here. If you were to pick any schools to add to the Big Ten. Two schools. Two schools. So you're you're adding two new schools to the Big Ten for, for this coming season. Who do you pick and why? Clemson and Pittsburgh. Facts. Well, obviously we know why Pittsburgh. Why Clemson? It's a hometown school. Gotcha. Clemson. They would bring a little bit to the football table. That'd be yes, a good they addition. Would. <laughs> yes, they would. I'm what about you, Bryce? Basketball. Yeah. Yeah, the Clemson. question does say for basketball. So what about you, Bryce? Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, same straight. Pitt and Clemson, you know, uh, just being able to, you know, possibly go back home, uh, you know, play a play a hometown school. I was hoping to play one of them for Big Ten ACC. Yeah, I wanted to play Clemson for Big Ten ACC. Oh, yeah. But that did mm. – well, I was mad about it. But. <laughs> That'd have been like the third time Nebraska's played against them in that series. But so it would no Duke, no North Carolina, no, I would, I would no Kansas. We were, we I would were actually UCLA. at the um, Clemson um, Nebraska, Nebraska game. game when we were little. When we were little. Yeah. Um, Glenn, Glenn was Watson. on the team because like we remember yeah. the headband when you were little. How young? I mean, you guys would have been like sixteen, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I think I was younger than that. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. I, w- I was younger. I think. But yeah, so the I one, is that the one Nebraska won? Yes. It was, and it was a good a good win for him back then. Yeah, that, that was a good win for him. That was like supposed to be they're going to be their one of their marquee tournament wins. But mm-hmm. then Clemson ended up. I didn't even think they made the tournament that yeah. year. But mm-hmm. all right. So uh, I guess last one for you here. Um, all right. Team is down to 
Eight seconds left in the game. You have the ball. Coach calls timeout. What play are you drawing up, Bryce? What, what, what are you going to say? Do you, do you want the ball? Do you want what, what play are you going to set up a play for? What's, what's your ideal scenario in that situation? Game on the line, eight seconds left, timeout. Coach is drawing up a play. What do you want to happen? Uh, all right, so having Trey beside me. He he, unstoppable getting downhill. On a flat ball screen. Yeah, I was about to say. Just make a play. Yeah, and then f- I'll probably be in the corner, spotting up somewhere. So the the driving kick option to yeah, where? Yeah, because he unstoppable getting downhill. You gonna get a good. You gonna get a good look. I think we did that in practice the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, working on last second stuff. Well, yeah. Or just that action. Think we. Got yeah, it was a downhill. Yeah, we, we got, got a, a great shot. We yeah. got a great shot. Yeah. Nice. All right, then same thing. So we go, you guys are but on the same page. Yeah. If we down by three, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Screen and roll for Trey. Option to score, kick. Yeah. That sounds like a Fred Hoiberg special yeah. right there. <laughs> well, Trey Bryce, great show, guys. You got an awesome show. Um, great guests, and looking forward to next week. Thanks again to Tanner's Cassie coming up, bringing all the food. I think um, your roommates are gonna be happy tonight when you come home with with the leftovers. And uh, Lat's gonna get another salad out of the deal. He, he he's like the salad guy usually for you guys. Nah, yeah, that's that's um. I mean, since Coach Kurt been here, like Lat has really like turned it up like a different level. Yesterday was his first day back at practice. Um, I mean, energy was definitely different because I mean that's just something Lat brings. Um, different kind of leadership um, than any other. I think first play he was in, he had a putback. He didn't miss a shot out of practice. No. Nah. He he hit like five, six threes. First, for, but first play he had a putback. First play he had a putback <laughs> off the rim. I said, yo, he wild. <laughs> I was like, he's back. He's but a like, funny it, dude. It was something like, yeah. we, we, like we, we had already seen before. I mean, I just yeah. had to had an opportunity to play on the wing because, I mean, you know, while um, we had a lot of guys out, like mm-hmm. certain guys out, he had to play the five last year. That's and I, and I really saw it this summer when he was back home, mm-hmm. and I was just seeing him handle the, handle the ball and the way he moved, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be – it's gonna be real fun this yeah. year. Yeah, sure. Lappy stretching, doing yoga. Um, like, last turned it up at a different level. Sometimes he'll go to the gym. Like most people go to the gym, like to work out. Um, like or like while I work out, lad just be out to the side just stretching. Um, and doing like core and stuff like that. Um, just listening to his body. So. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for the strides Lad's made so far. Yeah, I know you guys saw a lot of that last year even. I know Coach was talking about the way he would shoot and practice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, last year was frustrating for him, but uh seems like he's got some good things ahead of him. Well, that wraps it up here for Off Court. If you want to download us, check us out on iTunes, Spotify. Um, we're all over. Just type in Husker Online, and you can download any of the Off Court shows on the Husker Online podcast page. Thanks for listening to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.